Hi, welcome to Naturally Beautiful podcast brought to you by Midlands Boutique. Our vision of this podcast is to share with you all the good things about natural and vegan beauty and cosmetics. In this episode, we are talking to lovely Marian Hardiman, founder of Sylvan Skincare. Marian shares with us her journey starting as a trained massage therapist and how the business has grown and evolved over the past years her favorite products and what she enjoys doing in sylvan skincare and much more Hi Marian welcome to Naturally Beautiful podcast Thank you How are you I'm very well today thank you it's a beautiful sunny day in the uh, Herefordshire Powys borders so I'll hopefully I'll enjoy that this afternoon Amazing amazing Thank you very much and appreciate your time really uh, nice to have you here Thank you So Where do we start? Could you tell a little bit about yourself, so audience can understand about you and your business and uh, Sylvan Skincare, your mm-hmm. your journey so far, and what's been so exciting about it? Okay, so um, my name's Marion. I um, I live in the Herefordshire Powys Borders. Um, I live in Herefordshire, but my workshop where I make all my products is in Wales. So um, I live in Borders ca- um, country. I started off as a massage therapist um, many years ago, and that's where the skincare formulations came from. It was my interested, my interested adding something to my treatments that um, was therapeutic rather than, um, you know, that added value to what I was doing with uh, people's muscles and joints, etc. So I started uh, formulating a range of massage oils that could also be used as a body oil or, or a bath oil. And um, that's where it all began. And over the years, um, because it's something that I've, I've, I've been doing over some time, the, the ranges have developed and my interest has deepened and I've done training and um, I've um, kind of been on a real journey of, of discovery. And I've been, I was so excited about the, um, the benefits and the vitamins and the constituent parts of plant oils and how they feed our bodies um, through our skin and why... Um, you know, you know what 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 plant oils have different benefits for different skin types or or different um, problems, and so that's really been my core core interest. So I started off with a range of body oils, which I was just planning to use in my own practice and perhaps sell to other massage cli- um, practitioners. And then somebody said to me, "Oh, that." Uh, massage oil. I've been using it on my face and it's fantastic. Um, why don't you do mm. some facial oils? And I was like, oh, that's, that's a good idea. But I wasn't really coming from the beauty industry. I was coming from the okay. therapy interesting. But I decided to put out um, a couple of face oils. And mm. then I submitted one of those face oils into a a, a competition or a, an, an awards 
process, Janie Lee Grace, I don't know if you've come across her, and I think this was mm. 2016 or something like that, and my Soothe Face Oil, as it was then, won the face oil category. So Great. you could have knocked me over with a feather, and at that point, that was a real turning point for me because I realised then that um that my products were really great um compared to other or stood up well compared to other um beauties um products and i then developed the range into uh, more facial oils more skin cream um facial creams and a range of balms for different purposes so it really went from strength to strength at that point and that's when I sought certification with the vegan society certification with the leaping bunny program and and, and I've won many other awards um, for the products across the ranges since then so amazing a brief so story that's so <laughs> nice to hear the journey and, and how it went from strength to strength starting your journey as a trained massage therapist and looking at it from therapeutic point of view and not necessarily from a beauty point of view mm. and how it helps people. And so in, in your journey, what would you say is one of the key turning points? Like from, from early on, like 2016 and before, did you envision you would reach this level, like award winning and multiple awards and like so big, how you have evolved now was that something that you envisioned before or how did it end up, how, how the journey took turns? I think um, for much of my journey, um, and this is probably similar with lots of small businesses. I mean, it was very much a part-time business at the start. It was very reactive to feedback. So when I got good feedback, about something, I would do more of that thing, <laughs> or if I got, if I, or if I felt blocked or um, felt there was an obstacle, I would do less of that thing. So in terms of kind of, I mean, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have any kind of big strategic goals. I mean, and, and pretty much all the way through, I've just been wanting to grow in a way that enables me just to make step increases mm -hmm. uh, I, I know there are many people many small to medium-sized skincare businesses who who get um, manufacturers to make their products and um, that's great and I respect them because that gives them a really good opportunity to um, you know what do you call it upsize you know grow fast and be able to supply you know the Hollands and Barretts and the um, you know the big the big chains but I've always been really motivated to continue to work in the way that I do um, in a kind of artisan way I want to continue to make the products by hand in my <laughs> local area and um, you know it would be great for you know Sylvan to grow within that space I'm, I'm, I'm not really looking to turn the business into um a numbers business i wanted to stay stay creative um so step changes have been um uh how i've wanted to grow uh, which hasn't made me perhaps as um as strategically driven and wise perhaps 
as, as I might have been um, in terms of having that big picture um, in sight. But it has made the growth really possible and really mm. doable. And um, I, if I had an order for tens of thousands of products, you know, that would be something I wouldn't be able to fulfill. Um, so <laughs> I'm very much looking towards, um, you know, developing relationships with shops, um, you know, independently independent shops and independent sellers and developing um, my business through the relationships with people. And that, I think, has been probably the most successful aspects of my business has been with um, getting to know my retailers better, getting to know my customers better and, and growing in a very kind of personal and incremental way. Very nice, very nice. So that growth in, in a personal and a very incremental way, step by step and going strength to strength, building those uh, relationships and nurturing them with, with the retailers and your customers. Mm. What have you found to be the most favorite product or one or two products in you that you have created? Uh, and what, what would you elaborate on the benefits for people? Um, okay, so probably my, uh, my best-selling product, hands down, is the um, Rejuvenate Face Cream. Um, and mm -hmm. I think, I mean, that's partly if you put rejuvenate in the name of anything, then, you know, anyone over 30 or 40 is automatically <laughs> really interested. But that aside, it is a really lovely product. It has um, an oil in it called macadamia nut oil, which is really super for aging, um, aging, oh. maturing, shall we say, skin. And um, people really love it um, and buy it repeatedly which is obviously i mean it's one thing selling one product but getting people to come back every month or two to buy the same product is is really ev yeah. evidence that um they're really happy with it so that that's my best selling product by far um mm -hmm. my uh, you know the the other product that sells a lot is my hand cream and um you know, and there are a lot of hand creams out there, so I'm really pleased that people are stocking and buying the hand cream. It's not the cheapest hand cream on the market. It's not the most expensive hand cream on the market, but it's got some lovely oils in it. And I think probably the standout oils would be um, marshmallow root oil, which mm -hmm. has lovely skin softening properties and um, calendula oil which is very healing and um, we've often you know at this time of the year got little kind of cuts or sore bits where skin has got really dry and calendula is really lovely it, it's rich but without being greasy um, and it soaks in quickly mm. without leaving your skin tacky so that's that's been a really fantastic uh, a really good seller um, also yeah <laughs> amazing amazing Marianne so the rejuvenate uh, and uh, hand cream and oils and, and some of the healing properties that you talked through, uh, that's so nice to hear. Is, is there something um, particularly important? What makes a customer to buy them again? Like when you say you're getting repetitive orders and not just a one-off, um, what are the key things that would drive a customer to come back again and again? Is it based on the particular skin type or is it due to the weather or is it something else i mean people 
People will buy products if the products feel good and have a good effect. Um, they won't buy another, uh, they, they won't repeat buy a hand cream if it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, so first of all, people want effective products uh, and do what they're meant to do. So soften the skin or make it less itchy or less dry or less sensitive, um, whatever it is that's motivating them about their uh, the choices that may, they're making with their products. But there are other motivating factors, I guess, that people connect with about me. I mean, for example, the the Leaping Bonnie um, accreditation and the registration with the Vegan Society, that is really mm -hmm. important to people at the moment. So to see those badges on my products will make people not only feel that my... Um, the choices that I've made match with the choices that they want to make, but also that there is a kind of an audit process that is, mm. um, you know, my, um, you know, I'm, it's not slapdash. These are <laughs> uh, ingredient uh, products that are well yeah. um, managed and, and professionally made. Um, and so that will be reassuring. I've tried to make choices around packaging that um, that I can be proud of and speak to people uh, about the, the concerns that they have around plastics. Um, so I, mm. a lot of thought goes into the decisions that I make around that. And also, I think, you know, especially over the last three or four years, people are really interested in buying from small local companies that are... Um, mm. Uh, that have a story behind them. So the fact, you know, this, you know, my own story, and you know, em employ people um, locally, uh, and, and people really want to support that. So, um, and that products aren't being flown from the other side of the world to get here. Mm, yeah, they are, they're made um, within our within our local communities. So, I think there's lots of reasons why um, <laughs> people buy from me. And I think the important thing for me is to be as um, honest about all of those things, and you know, make decisions for me because um, people like me. Mm. Yeah. Super, super, Maria. That, that's a very nice way of um, explaining people's choices and their preferences and how, mm -hmm. how it helps the business and how it helps them. And it's mutually mm -hmm. beneficial. And they resonate with the brand and um, being conscious about the environment and registering with the vegan society, being cruelty-free. Amazing things. A lot of things that you have uh, covered here. <laughs> Um, how how do you keep going? Like, what 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 would you say is the most enjoyable thing that that you do on a regular basis, on a day to day basis, for example, that that keeps you going, that keeps you uh, that gives you the momentum to go from strength to strength. What's that you really enjoy doing? I mean, obviously, um, you keep going because there's an imperative to you. You have orders to fulfil, or you know. <laughs> You have things in your diary obligations. So, I mean, it very much rolls by itself, you know, with its own momentum. So I guess that 
um, is motivating. I get really excited by um, developing new formulations. Mm. Uh, I think that's probably the bit that I enjoy the most or developing products to make improvements. So where I've decided that perhaps I don't want to use certain ingredients anymore because there are better ones or mm -hmm. um, more effective ones or or that I've been asked a lot um, for example at the moment I'm working on a scar oil I get I've seen a lot of uh, people who've asking specifically for post-operative uh, oil um, to help with scar healing and mm. uh, I'd really like to be able to bring something like that to the market and I get very excited about that mm -hmm. so um, and I think for me, I'm the kind of person that likes a lot of variety. So, um, and uh, so I like all aspects of the business because it's stimulating to have a lot of variety. I think if I was making formula, if I was making products every day, I'd probably pretty much get bet get bored. But the mm -hmm. fact that being a small business owner requires me to do a real variety of tasks keeps me pretty interested and my overall motivation is to want this business to grow into a tangible um successful business mm. that can stand up without me <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a great thing that that's really a big thing to to come up with that it's exciting um, things and and uh, working on different formulations and and trying to grow the business that can grow even beyond and for a very long period of time that that's a great vision to have and, and um, so like you said when you enjoy different varieties and and getting yourself involved in creating these things and different products for different needs uh, like like creating scars for example and bringing them to the market in, in that whole process what what you found most enjoyable like like has it changed over the years like when you started the business how was it and how do you feel now or do you think that core is remaining the same like what was marian few years ago and what marian is doing now did you enjoy the same things at that time or has it changed now um oh that's a really difficult question i think you know I think that my knowledge has improved my understanding of how people make purchasing decisions has improved. So I, I understand that a lot a bit better. When I first started, I had a, I, I felt that the most important elements of a product were how well it worked, and that was it. Mm -hmm. And as I've watched people buy um, products over the years um, at kind of fairs and markets and um, pop-up shops and all of that kind of thing, I've realised that people are much more complicated than that. <laughs> and um, and uh, people want things to look really pretty on the mm. shelf. People want things to smell really lovely yeah. and they w want the product that they buy to mean something to them or or um, beyond just how well it works. So I have really had to learn to embrace the look and the feel rather than just um, the impact of the, of the project. So when I've learned something about 
myself and other people during that process. And, and I'm really delighted that um, I'm working with people who have a real skill in that area. So, you know, over the years, I've relabeled and all, all my products and they look absolutely beautiful now. And we've got lovely botanical drawings on all the labels. Pick out key ingredients from each product and um, the colours are really pretty look really nice but they also are really meaningful so you know on the bliss oil for example the bliss body oil you know there is a drawing of um, uh, kind of an ylang ylang plant which is one mm. of the essential oils in that so um, and I, I think that um, they look very pretty on the shelf and also um, they look like a good representation of what's what's inside as well. So I've I've had to learn that, um, but you know, still the same things get me really excited. Like when somebody comes back and buys again from me mm. um, or seeks me out because yeah. they um, and and I've had that ex I have that experience regularly, and that really pleases me and makes me you know gives me that feedback that uh, and there's nothing quite like it making something that people want to buy you know what mm. fantastic. yeah super super amazing that's a very nice way of like uh, going through the journey to understand that it's not just about the utility of the product but yeah. something more than that that appeals yeah. to people yeah. and, and you have picked it along the way that's yeah. so nice so nice to hear that um, Marian, what would you say if, if you were to give a favorite advice to yourself as at a young age, like say your own 18-year-old Marian or a young entrepreneur or a, or a young people starting out the business or your younger version of yourself, what would be your favorite advice to a young person or a new entrepreneur? Okay. Or uh, your own old self, if you were to advise your 18-year-old Marian, what would you say? Well, I don't know what advice I'd give to my 18-year-old self. I'm sure she wouldn't listen um, to any of that. <laughs> but, um, I think what I try and the advice that I try and give to my my 17 and 21-year-old children um, is to try and hear that inner voice, try and trust, um, you know, what it is that uh, is important to you. And, and that's really difficult at that age to not be influenced by the people around you or the um, um, the influences around you, whether they be mm. cultural or um, social or um, etc. And I, and I think um, we're always trying to kind of second guess what it is that other people want or other people expect or how we should be. Um, how we should be, I don't know, growing or <laughs> making the most of opportunities and, you know, kind of out there. And I think I'd probably try and see, you know, what is it that's important to you um, and how can you make something of that or how can mm -hmm. you introduce that into the, or make sure that that's part of the choices that that you're making. I mean, we've all got to work. We've all, you know, got to you know go out and be productive but um you know it's really lovely when things really fit isn't it and and how lucky yeah. we are when um things that we're doing for work do feel right you know to us 
Super, 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 Maya. Yeah. To, to, to make sure that it feels right for you and then keep mm. going and not just being carried away by the, the things around us and mm. maintain the focus. That, that's very nice. Um, so there are days that could be challenging, that there are times that could be tough. Um, so how do you keep yourself uh, very positively inspired or motivated when, when, you know, like sometimes in the business things do get a bit overwhelming, sometimes life happens and, and there are a lot of things that can happen in one's life and career. So what sure. would you say is the key thing? How do you keep yourself positively inspired? I mean, I think I'm generally quite an optimistic person, but I mean, the last few years have been tough mm. uh, uh, for, you know, all, all the obvious reasons. I mean, Brexit, I have to say, was pretty devastating um, mm. for uh, businesses that wanted to continue to sell into the EU. And I was really developing that area. And now I don't sell anything into the EU at oh, all, okay. which... Um, is really sad uh, so that that was you know that was tough and i think you know for me you know i just have to kind of remain hopeful that we will find a way to open up those those channels again uh, obviously um covid was devastating for lots of small businesses and all the shops many of the shops that i sold to just stopped ordering, mm. stopped ordering overnight and i and i suppose um you just kind of have to look for the, you know, for the, the opportunities or the, um, the possibilities that come out of difficult situations, don't you? Um, and um, mm. and I, I, you know, I'm, I, I guess, you know, I'm old enough to be, you know, robust enough to know that, um, you know, hopefully my company, you know, my business will continue to grow and people will continue to want it but you know if, if it doesn't you know there we go something else will come of it um yeah. uh so how do i stay motivated i just got to i guess i just remember why that i'm doing it i surround myself uh, also with people who are really good at things that i'm not good at and that really motivates me. So I don't spend a lot of time doing things that I'm not very good at. Um, so that's really um, useful. So I have a really good designer. I have somebody who's really good with social media. Uh, I have someone who does my bookkeeping. There are lots mm -hmm. of things that I'm not, that I struggle with. And so I think it's really important to get people in around you to help you with those things so that you don't get bogged down with the tasks that you... Um, don't like doing <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a really a, a very good trait uh, that you can build on to surround yourself with people who are good in doing something that you won't necessarily like doing or you wouldn't find the time doing it or you're not so interested or keen on doing it by yourself mm -hmm. and you find you, you pick the right people and the right team and there is always somebody around you to support you and be there for you that mm -hmm. that's one great point my so we are coming to kind of the straight from the heart section of our episode today. And uh, what would you say from your heart? Like, wow, this is like an eye-opening moment, an aha moment in the past two or three months. Is something that was like a big thing for you or kind of opened up uh, something new for you or in any ways that you would 
describe in the past few weeks? Mm. I think, you know, some of the joy that I have had um, in, in the run-up to Christmas was mm. several um, customers mm. who had come to... I do quite a few Christmas fairs in my local area and several oh, of my customers had come specifically to the fair and some had travelled quite far because they wanted to stock up on my products oh, nice. or have a chat with me directly about... Mm. Um, you know which cream should they buy which face oil should they buy and and that was really lovely um i've already mentioned the scar oil haven't i and i've had some excellent feedback from some of my retailers who are saying yes yes we get asked for this a lot please do please do develop um please do develop it so that you know that's felt great I'm giving all my lip balms a real upgrade at the moment and I've set mm. I sent out lots of the new formulation to people to um, test and I've had some before and after photos back from one of those people which is fantastic because it's had mm. a really really great impact so I'm pretty excited about that too so um, yeah <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer the question, but those are all things that I found pretty exciting. Yeah, the the Christmas fair, particularly after the tough period for the past couple of years, if you have been doing the fair and, and that would have been so lovely to, to actually meet with people and then um, after passing through those few um, tough moments during the pandemic and coming away from that and moving on, embracing the new normal life, and as you say, like people love to travel long distances to because they love you, the, the brand and your product. And mm. That's a nice, thing. that's a nice thing. Thank you. Super money. Uh, so 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 nice to hear that. Um, what would you say? Like uh, some question that people didn't ask you a lot, but you would love to, you know, answer such questions. Like, is there anything that you have in your mind, which uh, uh, this is something that I would love people to ask me, but not much of the time nobody have asked like or, or maybe i didn't ask today and how would you have answered that i'm not quite sure i get um i'm not sure i think or anything that you wanted to share which you didn't get an opportunity no, to I do um i mean i you know i i i'm not really quite sure how to answer it the thing that comes to my mind is that the way that i really think about um skincare again you know it's going back to the fact that I'm coming from a therapeutic background rather than a beauty background so oh, yeah, yeah. And I really um, you know think of the skin as a kind of an outer layer or an outer representation of what's going on inside inside so and I think that you know what we put on our skin we want it to be as natural and almost like food-like as possible so we can mm. but I also think the lightest touch is the best you know the skin is actually really good at cleaning and repairing and mm. moisturizing itself so it's really important that we don't overwhelm it with products that are mm. almost taking away from the natural processes so I mean often I I, I say you know do as little as possible <laughs> You know, and, uh, less is more. Less is more, and you know, try and find ways to um, support your skin. Um, doing 
what it does well. Amazing, uh, amazing. Um, and, that, and that's one of the things that's pretty important about the um, the products that I make and why I don't really go down that more uh, pharmaceutical route, you know, where you're looking at um, uh, almost kind of medicinal uh, ingredients to treat. Um, and, and, and I think that the plants that are available to ha us have so much to offer in terms of therapeutic benefits and I'll talk to you about all of that for hours you know but you know lovely ingredients like rose hips and jojoba and um, mm -hmm. you know all the, you know olive oil um, has so much uh, beneficial properties to give to the skin so I would amazing, really amazing. simplify and and less is less is more yeah <laughs> yeah to keep it simple and less is more. That's a very nice point. That's a, that's really a very good point, Marian. Often people get carried away and then they just keep on doing so many things. But uh, yeah, it, when it comes to skin, as you say, you rightly pointed out, less is more and, and, and picking the best plants and using those plant-based ingredients. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Super, super, Marian. So mm -hmm. lastly, where can people find you and where, they, where can they know more about your products? Well, sylvanskincare.com is my website. Um, all, all my products are on there, so you can um, buy on there. And there are lots of um, sellers either in store. We've got a lovely shop in London uh, called Blommer Beauty and Wellness <laughs> in Coldrop Yard, which um, is doing great. And, and then small shops or, or or lots in the kind of Herefordshire Powys, Shropshire area, and you know, growing out um, mm. out of my local area into in into nationwide. And um, yeah, but a first point of call is <laughs> SylvanSkinCare.com. SylvanSkinCare.com, amazing. Thank you again, Marian. It's so nice. It's it's a pleasure to have you um, and uh, very excellent conversation. And I really enjoyed the episode today. I'm sure our audience will, and you also felt the same. Thank, Thank you, you again and really much appreciated. Thank you for your time again. Bye then. <laughs>